Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Amen. Lift up your hands unto the Lord, my friends. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight, I want to tell the Lord that be magnified in our lives, be highly exalted. That there is nothing that you cannot do in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Mm-hmm. I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh Forgive me, and I have believed in a lie that you were unable to help me. But now, oh Lord, I see. My Lord, heal my heart and show yourself strong, and in my heart and with my soul, oh Lord, be magnified. Exalted. And let's confess that there is nothing, and there is nothing you can't do. Wisdom, I have laid on the wisdom of oh, Forgive me, Lord, forgive me, and I have responded, and I have responded to them instead. Your love and your mercy. 
see my wrong. I see my wrong. Heal my heart. Heal my heart. And show yourself strong. And in my eyes. And with my soul. Tonight, Lord, be magnified. Be that we have limited your power and what you are able to do in our lives we say father we are sorry for all the times that we have doubted your promises concerning us and doubted what your word has said tonight we say we are sorry please be magnified in our lives and tonight, as we've come before you, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will be exalted. Thank you, Father, that you have exalted your word above your name. And I pray in the name of Jesus that let your word come forth in power. Thank you that as the rain comes down from the heavens and waters the earth, and causes it to bloom and to blossom. Thank you that so shall your word be that will come forth tonight. It will not return unto you void. But it will accomplish the purpose for which you are sending it. I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. And I thank you that we will be blessed. Because we stay through the service tonight. I commit myself into your hands. Use me for your glory in jesus mighty name and let the people of god say amen put your hands together for jesus everyone god bless you and you may be seated turn with me to psalms 106 and verse 13 psalms 106 and verse 13 and tonight i want to continue what i started sharing with you last week allow god so this is allow god part two we did part one last week wednesday and we are moving into the second part 
of this important teaching. Psalm 106 and verse 13. Have you sorted out your NIV thing? Not yet. All right. It says, but they soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. But they soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. Hallelujah. Now, this is talking about the people of Israel. And Psalm 106 is believed to be one of the Psalms that was composed by King David. And in this Psalm, what he tried to do was to recount the goodness of God unto his people. But he didn't just stay with that. He also spoke about the challenges that the people had. He talked about the many times that they rebelled against God and how they provoked God sore throughout that journey through the wilderness into the promised land. I think that one of the things that makes the Bible very authentic is that it doesn't just talk about the good sides of people but it also talks about their bad sides and it also talks about their failures and their mistakes and their shortcomings now there is no other religious book like that which is what sets the bible apart from all other books religious books for that matter so it doesn't hide the flaws and the failures and the badness of people and anytime you talk about the goodness of god it makes you see how bad you are and anytime you talk about your badness you can also begin to see how good god is and so, in the Psalms, it talks about the goodness of God and it also talks about the badness of the people. But then in this verse, it says something very profound. That the people forgot what the Lord had done for them, his goodness unto them. And along the line, they did not wait for his plan to unfold. In other words, they did not allow God to do what he wanted to do, when he wanted to do it, and how he wanted to do it. That's what it means when we say they did not wait for his plan to unfold. Now, this may be a little confusing for you. That God is sovereign. And God has all power and all authority how can a small fly like me stop him from doing what he wants to do for some it's difficult to come to terms with this but 
what you need to understand is that God needs your cooperation in order to do what he wants to do in your life. Because if he doesn't do that, he will be contravening something that he himself had put in place. Because remember, that when God created man, he gave him a will, which is equivalent to freedom of choice. He didn't give that to animals. He gave it to man who was created in his own image. And God respects the things that he has put in place. And so where your life is concerned, for anything that God wants to do in your life, he needs your cooperation. That is why if you take the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to us, he wants to participate in our lives. He wants to commune with us. But he needs us to agree and allow him to do what he's able to do in our lives before certain things can be done. And yes, we can frustrate the plan of God for our lives. And it is important that in our Christian work and in our Christian experience, we learn to cooperate with God, to cooperate with the Spirit of God, so that everything that God has planned and purpose concerning our lives, he will bring to pass. Can I have an amen from somebody? So, yes, we can actually tamper or derail the plans of God for our lives. And that is why it is important that we learn to allow God to do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it in our lives. Tell your neighbor, allow God. Say it again, allow God. Hallelujah. And it is very common in life for us to feel sometimes that God is delaying or God is taking his time too much. There are times when you begin to feel that God has forgotten about you. Maybe he is working on somebody else's situation and has put yours on hold. And whenever you have such a feeling, there is a tendency to move ahead of God and to try and work things out for yourself. But if you've done this for some time, you will realize that often your best efforts do not lead you to where you want to get to. The intention may be good and you may be sincere about everything that you are trying to do. But you have to understand that because we don't see it all and because we don't really have a full grasp of what we need to deal with in order to do well and, and to make it in life, we end up making a lot of mistakes and we end up confusing things and scrambling a lot of things in our lives. Do you know what it means to scramble? Just think about egg. You see? 
when you are frying egg there are different ways you can go about it you can do poached egg masorba you can do poached egg which one is poached I know, but I want you to remind me. Poached egg is which one? Put it in the day. You put it in, in the lacking vocabs. <laughs> you put it in the lacking vocabs and you steam it. Okay. Then you can do omelette. Ask your neighbor, do you know omelette? Evelyn, do you know what an omelette is? Oh, my daughter, my daughter. You know. Because usually, that's what you eat. So, when you go to the lady who sells bread, chibom, you know what chibom is. Uh-huh. That one, that thing that they do, that's, that's omelette. So, then they put onions, tomatoes, green pepper, spring onions, garden eggs, okra. Or they don't put all of that. Ah, but if you put it in it, will it spoil something? It don't spoil anything. To make it nicer. I can even put sardine in it. And I on first sardine. And another corn beef. And a keta school boy. <laughs> keta school boy's powder. Or that one is, is steel. <laughs> so if you are trying to do egg stew, do your egg stew and don't say it is omelette. Then there's what we call scrambled eggs. That one, when you put it in the frying pan with the oil, then you scramble. I have to take my time. No, no, no. There are some things you don't take your time. I have to. Then the thing looks some kind of way, be like food that you are preparing for dog but you are not a dog you see it's a it's a way of going about it. that's what we call scrambled eggs and ladies and gentlemen sometimes our best efforts to do things for ourselves ends up scrambling a lot of things for us and that is why i'm saying to you today my friend learn to allow god to do what he wants to do can i have an amen from somebody if you don't allow God, you will marry somebody who is half woman and half tilapia. Half woman and half what? Tilapia. <laughs> That's what will happen. If you don't allow God, you will go in for a job that will destroy your Christian life forever. I'm telling you. And when a job offer comes, do a bit more due diligence. Don't just jump for it. You know, the average person is just looking at the salary and the benefits. And for him, once the money is a lot, and it comes with a car, it comes with a house, it is the will of God. It is not true. (laughs) It is not true. Because there are some jobs that when you get them, 
you may earn a lot of money for it but you now after a while you discover that your christian life is going down plummeting down 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 because the environment and the atmosphere is not a correct one that is why we must learn to allow god to do what he wants to do in our lives if we want to be truly blessed and if we want to experience the blessings of the lord that make rich to which he adds no sorrow can somebody say an amen to that somebody shout it again allow god and then shout allow and so if we and i i showed you this example of uh, i gave you a classic example of a couple who did not allow god and it almost messed things up for them adam i beg your pardon abraham and sarah abraham and sarah god promised them that they were going to have a child but it looked like god was delaying and so sarah came up with a proposal which abraham accepted it resulted in the birth of ishmael and it led to a lot of problems and a lot of challenges abraham was 86 years old when he had ishmael it was only when he was 99 it took 13 years for us to read about god speaking to abraham again so it looks as if for 13 years god was silent it was just the grace and mercy of god and sometimes the grace and mercy of god has a way of cleaning up our mess and fixing our, our issues and the grace and mercy of god located abraham and sarah so after 13 years you know when he was 99 years old god spoke to him again about the initial promise that he made to him which he tried to work out for himself and told him that i'm going to give you that child of promise so when he was 100 years old and sarah was 90 years old isaac was born and God began to work out his perfect will and perfect plans and purposes for his life. May the perfect plans and purposes for your life be accomplished and established in the name of Jesus. May God deliver you from messing that plan up yourself by your wrong choices, by your wrong decisions, by your wrong moves. Can I hear a loud amen? And if you have already made wrong moves like that, may the grace and the mercies of god be extended unto you in the name of jesus sometimes people want to write you off because you took a wrong turn but i want you to understand that god is full of loving kindness and tender mercies and is able to bring you back in line again whatever wrong turn you have taken for your life may god bring you back on the right path and may that path lead to a fulfillment of the promises of god for your life May that path lead you to a second chance. And may that path lead you to the blessings that God has planned for your life. Shout aloud, Amen. amen. Hallelujah. So if you want the plans of God to unfold in your life, you must allow God. And number one, you must allow God to do what he wants to do in your life. Because God's wisdom is profound allow god to do what he wants to do in your life because god's wisdom is profound and it is superior to your own wisdom it is superior 
to how you want to do things. God's wisdom allows him to do things in a certain way. And you have to understand that when God is doing what he wants to do, he has all the facts and he has all the figures, if you like. And so he knows exactly what he's doing because he's the God who sees the end from the beginning. But you and I are limited in our wisdom. And we don't see it all. We don't have a good grasp of what we are dealing with. And that is why when the wisdom of God is at work, we must allow that wisdom to play out. Hallelujah. And so if you want the plans of God to unfold in your life, allow God to do what he wants to do in your life because God's wisdom is profound. Number two, allow God's will to be done in your life. It is your best option. Amen. Allow God's will to be done in your life. It is your best option. You recall how Jesus went into the garden of Gethsemane and he prayed. And he, he, he was going through a very difficult time because he was contemplating whether to go through with the plan or not. But then he prayed and stabilized himself and said, Not my will, but your will be done. And so right there in the garden of Gethsemane, he allowed the will of God to be done. And he realized that it was his best option. Hallelujah. Number three, allow God to lead and guide you by his spirit. Allow God to lead and guide you by his spirit. If you want the plans of God to unfold in your life, if you want what God has said concerning you to come to pass, then allow God to lead and guide you by his spirit. Because that is one of the main reasons why he's given his spirit to us. That the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into God's perfect plans and purposes for our lives. Number four, allow God to lead and guide you by his word. Amen. God's word is like a map that will lead you and guide you. It is better than Google map. Do you know Google? Yeah. It's more reliable than Google map. Now, if, you, if, you, if, it's, if it's something you've been using, Google map and all of that, there are times where the map will lead you somewhere that that's not where you, you get and say, ah, but where, where has, where has, where has the, 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 the Google map brought me? And it's amazing the confidence with which the lady who speaks will lead you to the wrong location. Turn right. Ten, yeah. Times that I've heard her say, turn right, turn right. Then look at it. There is no right turn there. Do you see? But the word of God will never lead you astray. I said the word of God will never lead you astray. It will take you to the exact location that you are looking for. And there will be no ambiguity about where it is taking you to. So wherever you want to get to in life, if you want the plans of God to be fulfilled or accomplished or unfold in your life, then learn to be guided by the word of God. He says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path hallelujah 
Then number five, recognize that God's ways and thoughts are not like ours. And so, allow God. God's ways and thoughts are not like ours. And so, we must allow God. Because he says, my thoughts are not like your thoughts. Neither are my ways like your ways. As high as the heavens are separated from the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Hallelujah. So we must recognize this truth. And as we walk with God, as we are looking forward to him doing certain things in our lives, we must allow him and we must allow him by recognizing that his ways and his thoughts are not like ours. Hallelujah. Number six, I think we did up to five. All right. The fifth thing, allow God to do what he wants to do in his own time. Allow God to do what he wants to do in his own time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. New Living Translation. Ecclesiastes 3 11. It says, yet God. God has made everything beautiful when for its own time God has made everything beautiful for its own time he has planted eternity in the human heart but even so people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end we are interested in the first part that says yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time the King James says what he had made everything beautiful when in his time so god has his own time and his time is not 24 hours his time is not a.m and p.m we are the ones who are limited by the 24 hours you have in a day but the Bible says that with God, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. And God has his own time. And it is something that we must recognize and allow God to do what he wants to do when in his own time. And allow him to make everything beautiful, beautiful for its own time. Hallelujah. So we sing, in his time, in his time. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Lord, please show me every day as you teach in me your way that you do just what you say in your time. There's another part that says, Lord, my life to you I bring. May the song I have to sing be to you a lovely thing in your time. You have your time. You have your time. And all of us have expectations of when God should move. And of when God should do certain things in your life. 
so your expectation is i am 27 i must marry it is time your expectation is that i've been married for three years i must have a child it is time but you see you have to recognize that your time is very different from god's time and it is only in god's time that he makes all things beautiful if we go by your time we will make all things ugly if we go by your time we will get a hot niho it's like food that you are cooking that hasn't dawned well <laughs> or you take food from the freezer and you're heating it in the microwave you got to be very careful ideally you should allow the food to thaw before you put it in the microwave but sometimes we don't have time for that and they say that there are some health risks when you do that but yeah mind anyway mm-hmm. but when you are hitting food that you just took out of the freezer you really have to be careful because what can happen is that part of it will be heated another part will not be heated and that thing can create a serious tummy upset for you so you got to take your time and in our lives when we don't allow god to do what he wants to do in his time we will end up with something that is half baked and it can lead to a lot of problems for us and that is why we must allow god to do what he wants to do in his own time can i have an amen from somebody genesis 21 verse 1 to 2 new living translation genesis 21 verse 1 to 2 it says the lord kept his word and did for sarah exactly what he had promised oh may god keep his word unto you and may god do for you exactly what he has promised shout aloud amen it continues and says she became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for abraham in his old age now read the last sentence with me ready go this happened at just the time when when at just the time god had said it would hallelujah so there was a time that god said he was going to do it and he did it at the time that he said he was going to do it now abraham and sarah tried to tamper with the plan of god and it led to serious complications and the world is suffering from these complications even up to today that is why it is important to allow god to do what he wants to do in his own time and the bible says that the blessing of the child isaac to abraham and sarah happened at just the time that is god's time and it happened when god said it would happen may things happen in your life at the time that god has determined for it to happen may you not receive a blessing at the wrong time or in the wrong season of your life 
Because a good thing can become a bad thing if it comes to you at the wrong time. But I declare to you today that God will visit you at the right time. And what he said he would do, he would do it at the right time. As we allow him to do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. Clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. Isaiah 60 verse 22. It says the smallest family will become a thousand people. And the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. May God multiply you supernaturally. May God multiply the shepherd's fold restoration family supernaturally. May God cause us to greatly flourish. And may God cause us to break out and to break forth in a mighty way. Can I hear your loudest amen? Thunder your amen like you believe in what was just said. And then the verse ends with this statement. At the right time, I the Lord will make it happen. When will it happen? At the right time. Tell your neighbor, wait for the right time. And allow God. Hallelujah. Number seven. Allow God... Because everything he does, he does it well. That's why you must allow God. If you want the plans of God, the perfect plans of God to unfold for your life, allow God. Because everything that God does, he does it well. Mark chapter 7 verse 31 to 37. Mark 7, 31 to 37. King James Version. And again, departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, he came unto the sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Decapolis. And they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they beseech him to put his hand upon him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears and he spit and touched his tongue. Some of you would have insulted him. Can you imagine that you came to church and I'm praying. I said, I want to pray for you to receive divine healing. Then I will do this. <coughs> and then spit. Do you see? There are some people, they have space in between their front teeth. So they can spit through that space into the ground. Do you know how to do it? No, because you don't have that space, you don't know. It. So I spit into the ground, mix it to do like groundnut paste, and put it on your face. In this case, <laughs> it says he spat and touched his tongue. I don't understand how he spat and touched his tongue, but he did that. And then he put it in the guy's ears. And the Bible says, And looking up to heaven, he sighed and saith unto him, Ephatha, which means, be opened. And straightway his ears were opened, and the string of his tongue was loosed, and he spake plain. Okay, okay, okay. So Jesus spat unto his finger and touched the guy's tongue. What does he You will insult me or you can easily slap me. If as I'm ministering to you, I do this. A pew. Then slap it on your face. You say, oh, Papa was awful, but why? Do you see? But this guy, he knew that he had a serious problem. So whatever 
the man of God wanted to do, he allowed him to do it. You see, that's why you must always be humble when you come to church. Amen. Of course, there are some people who take this to other extremes and they begin to do all kinds of things. That's not what we are talking about. It continues, and he charged them that they should tell no man. But the more he charged, he charged them, so much the more a great deal they published it. Now, notice what their response were. And were beyond measure astonished, saying, what did they say? He hath done all things well. He has done what? He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. They said he had done all things well. And it was right for them to say that because they were talking about God. And ladies and gentlemen, one of the credentials of God is that everything that he does, he does it well. Every move he makes, there is no mistake. And that is why we must allow God to do what he wants to do in our lives. If we want his plans to unfold well in our lives, we must allow him to do what he wants to do because he does everything well. Number eight. Wait patiently for God's move. Don't jump ahead of him. Allow God. Hallelujah. Wait patiently for God's move and do not jump ahead of him. Allow God. Psalms 37 verse 7, New Living Translation. Wait patiently for God's move. Don't jump ahead of him. It says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. The first part again, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Be still and know that I am your God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. So you must be still in the presence of the Lord. I will be still know you are God. I will be still know you are God. When the oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the floods. I will be still, know you are God. I will be still, know you, you are God. Listen to me, my friend. Learn to be still and to wait patiently for God's move. Don't jump ahead of him. Allow him. 
Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, what must you do? What must you do? Wait for it. Why? Because it will surely come and it will not tarry. Hallelujah. How many are encouraged by this scripture? That although your blessing tarries, wait for it. Wait patiently for God's move. Don't jump ahead of God. Allow God to do what he wants to do because it will surely come and it will not tarry. Hallelujah. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. Let our lessons well. In his timing, he will tell us where to go, what to do, and what to say. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. We must learn our lessons well. In His timing, He will tell us what to do, where to go and what to say let's learn to wait on god hallelujah let's wait on him because at the right time and according to his timing he will tell us what to do where to go and what to say hallelujah number nine there is a story actually before i jump to the ninth point that explains how dangerous it is when you don't wait for God's move. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 7 to 14, New Living Translation. 1 Samuel 13, 7 to 14. There was this time when the Philistines came up against the people of Israel. And the Philistine army looked so strong and formidable that some of the people of Israel started running away. So the Bible says some of them crossed the Jordan River and escaped into the land of God and Gilead. Meanwhile, Saul stayed at Gilgal. So Saul was king then and his men were trembling with fear. Saul waited there seven days for Samuel as Samuel had instructed him earlier but Samuel still didn't come. And Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away. So he demanded, Bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Just as Saul was finishing with the burnt offering, Samuel arrived. Saul went out to meet him and welcome him. But Samuel said, What is this you have done? Saul replied, I saw my men scattering from me. And you didn't arrive when you said you would. And the Philistines are at Mikmash, ready for battle. 
So I said, the Philistines are ready to march against us at Gilgal. And I haven't even asked for the Lord's help. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering myself before you came. This was the response of Samuel. How foolish, Samuel exclaimed. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom must end. For the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. The Lord has already appointed him to be the leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. How sad. Take note that you see we we've been made to believe myself inclusive that Saul lost his kingship of the kingdom when he did not destroy the Amalekites killing everybody and killing all the animals because what he did in that battle was that he saved the king of Amalek and then he saved some of the animals because he said he wanted to offer a sacrifice to the Lord and when Samuel appeared he told him that because of this thing that you've done God is taking the kingdom away from you but you can see from the scripture that I read that the first time the kingdom was taken away from him was here and what happened he did not wait for the move of God so because of that he lost his kingdom so that is how dangerous it is when you move ahead of God and you don't wait patiently for him and over here they were ready to go into battle and the, and the, and the protocol in those times was that the prophet will come and will offer a sacrifice before they go into battle to seek for the help of God Samuel said he was going to come but he didn't come at the time that he said he would come and Saul felt that this Samuel is keeping too long and if I keep waiting for him my army will finish all my soldiers will run away so he did something that God did not take lightly he offered the sacrifice himself and when Samuel came he told him because you did not wait for the move of God and you did not obey the command of God to wait because of that thing I have taken the kingdom away from you. And over here in this, he told him that I've already found somebody. So right here at this time, God had already located David. And it all started because he did not wait for the move of God. And that's what I'm saying to you. If you want the plans of God to unfold in your life, learn to wait for the move of God. You may not understand what God is doing. You may not understand why things are delaying. You may not understand why you're not getting married. You may not understand why you're not yet having a child. You may not understand why the job breakthrough hasn't occurred. You may not understand why you don't have the money yet. But learn to trust God and wait patiently for him. And try not to move ahead of God. Hallelujah. Number nine, don't be anxious. Allow God. Don't be anxious. 
allow God. To be anxious means to be full of mental distress or uneasiness. To be anxious means to be greatly worried. And I'm saying to you that don't be anxious. If you want to see the plans of God unfolding in your life, don't be anxious. Allow God to do what he has said he's going to do. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7. NIV. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Tell your neighbor, don't be anxious. Allow God. Hallelujah. So you must do what the Bible says you should do. Don't be anxious. Pray about the situation. Come before the Lord with your petition and with your request. And allow the peace of God that passes all understanding to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. For the purposes of God to be unfolded in our lives, we must not be anxious. We must not be uneasy. We must not be greatly worried. Because uneasiness and worry can drive you to do something that you shouldn't do. But we are going to allow God to do what he wants to do in our lives. And we will not be anxious. Can I have an amen? And then finally, don't give up. Keep your hope alive. Don't give up. Keep your hope alive. Hebrews 10, 35 to 36. New Living Translation. Hebrews 10, 35 to 36. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Don't throw it away. Keep hope alive. Don't give up. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Hallelujah. So don't give up. Somebody say, I won't give up. Say, I will keep hope alive. Because what God has promised, he will bring to pass. Romans 4, 20 to 21. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. That means he never gave up. He kept hope alive. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And I say to you tonight, that God will do everything that he's promised concerning your life. Learn to trust him. Don't be anxious. Wait patiently for him. Recognize that he makes all things beautiful in his time. Don't give up. Keep your hope alive. And I know that all the good things that God has designed for you, they will begin to manifest in your life one after the other. And your joy will be made full in the Lord. And may the church shout aloud, Amen. Rise to your feet and let us close. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we are thankful to you for tonight. Thank you for your word. We pray and declare that we will allow you to do what you want to do in our lives. We will not jump ahead of you. We will not out of anxiety and impatience move ahead of you. We will continue to trust in you. 
even if it tarries even if our blessing tarries we will wait for you and i pray for your people tonight that everything that they are believing you for may you bring all to pass in their lives as they allow you to do what only you can do we thank you father tonight in jesus mighty name and let the church say amen clap unto the lord god bless you Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.